Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Just Another Fanboy, the most important podcast in all of human history. This is episode number 244, Comic Book Solicitations for May 2022. That sounds like fun, right? Hello and welcome to another amazing episode of Just Another Fanboy, the podcast that's now sugar-free. I'm your host, my name is Steven, and I wanted to do something just a little bit different today. But first, episode number 250 is coming up on April 4th, and I'd like to try to do an episode where I answer all of your questions, kind of a, you know, mix it up a bit, have some fun, a little celebratory 250 anniversary type thing. In fact, I'm going to record the episode on Saturday, April the 2nd at 7 p.m. Central, and I'm going to live stream the whole thing. So you can send me your questions to justanotherfanboy at gmail.com, or you can join the live stream on YouTube and ask me your questions there in the chat or frankly, you can do both. If you have a bunch of questions that are sitting right now on the top of your brain, go ahead and send those on in and then just join us for the live stream. And maybe as you're watching, other questions may come to mind. The only thing I ask is that if you do send me an email, please put episode 250 in the subject line. That's it. I'm really looking forward to this live stream and I hope to see each and every one of you there. I mean, I won't see you. I'll be the one on video. I'll see your, your questions in the chat. Anyway, let's get to the meat of today's episode. So I spend a lot of time on this show talking about books that were released months ago, and there's a reason for that. It just so happens that I don't really purchase many new books. So this has never been one of those podcasts that you could listen to 
and hear reviews of this week's new books, which then might help you decide if you should be picking up something new or not. That's just never been what this show is about, because again, I don't I don't pick up a lot of new books. But today I thought I'd take a look at the latest solicitations for comics coming out in May and talking about all the books I would get if I was made of money. Speaking of being made of money, real quick, I just want to plug the Patreon. I'm, I'm going to set a new goal over there that if I can get up to $100 a month, I will spend $30 of that on new comics every month and then talk about them on the show. How does that sound? Anyway, so yeah, what I wanted to do today is go through the solicitations in May, talk about all the books I would get if I had all kinds of money. At least that was the plan. The problem is that the books that I would get where I made a money, it added up to like, well, a whole bunch of comics. And frankly, I didn't want to put out like a two hour episode in which I'm just reading descriptions of books. So instead, I narrowed it down to number one issues coming out in May that I really would like to pick up. And may, maybe I will. We'll, we'll see. So let's start with Image Comics. We got one book. It's called Twig. This was written by Scotty Young with art by Kyle Strom. This is a series premiere book, of course. Um, here's how the description reads. Eisner award-winning I Hate Fairyland and Middle West writer Scotty Young and artist Kyle Strom from Spread and Unearth come together for an all-new epic fantasy-slash-adventure miniseries. It's the first day of Twig's new job as a journeyer on a Jeff Smith's bonesque quest to save a The Dark Crystal slash Labyrinth style world. Join our hesitant hero for an inspiring and imaginative tale of hope, heartache, and determination to overcome insurmountable odds. This should hit stores on May 4th, and it has a suggested retail price of $3.99. So if you, if you see the cover to this book, I just don't understand why you wouldn't want to pick it up right away. Back in the day when I was just going into the comic book store, um, didn't really know that there was such a thing called previews where you could go through and pick out the books that you wanted. I'd just go in and see what was on the shelves. This cover would have stood out to me and I, and I would have picked it up. Also, I'm a big fan of Scotty Young. I, I think uh, not only is his art spectacular, he has become a very good writer. Uh, while he's not doing the art on it, Kyle Strom is, and just based on the cover of alone, it's going to look freaking beautiful. And, uh, you know, they threw some some comparisons in here. Jeff Smith's Bone, uh, The Dark Crystal, Labyrinth. Love all three of those. The Bone is, of course, a comic, and The Dark Crystal and Labyrinth are movies. And... Again, just based on the cover alone, uh, Twig is a little blue furry guy with a, a twig coming out of the top of his head. You know, I wonder I wonder if my friend Harold has seen this because I feel like he created a character with a flower coming out of his head. Anyway, this is uh, this looks really good. I'm looking forward to it. And it's the only book that uh, is coming out in May uh, from Image, the only number one book that I'm interested in. So we'll move on to Dark Horse. First up is Jenny Zero Two, number one. Uh, this is written by Dave Dwanch and um, Brockton McKinney with uh, Magenta King on art. Like a big bad hangover, Jenny Zero is back. Following the events of Volume 1, Jenny returns to Japan with the Action Science Police and reunites with her BFF, 
Dana Sheridan. But the two badass beauties soon find themselves dealing with a kaiju death cult, a giant burger mascot, and a new monster called Fame. The massive madness starts here. So this uh, will be in shops on May 11th, and it carries a price of $3.99. So this is the second of the Jenny Zero books. There was a uh, a mini that came out before, and this is another mini series. And I'll be brutally honest with you folks, because, you know, that's the way I roll around here. I have never actually finished the first Jenny Zero series, but I started it, got a couple issues in, and really enjoyed it, and then found that I could not afford to buy any more comics for a while, and I just never really got back into it. But I liked it enough that I do want to finish the first series and want to get into the second series. Also from Dark Horse Comics is Shaolin Cowboy Cruel to be Kind, issue number one. Uh, This was written by Jeff Darrow with art by Jeff Darrow. Um, The description is as follows. In phase four of the SCU, the Shaolin Cowboy finds his parenting skills being tested when he's forced to homeschool during a pandemic of unparalleled violence in this story torn from yesterday's viral Twitter feeds. Can he get a kung fu grip on the situation before a horde of 45 caliber loving human monsters and not so human monsters send them to the ICU? Only guns, swords, and flying guillotines will tell. All right, so this is uh, this hits the shops May 18th. It's got a suggested retail price of $4.99. And uh, I have tried to, you know, I, I started to read the original Shaolin Cowboy books. Um, I cannot read remember exactly why I didn't finish. Um, but I would like to give this one a try. Uh, if, if only for Jeff Darrow's art, the, the man is freaking skilled and he, uh, it's like when he is drawing, he leaves no stone unturned. There is, uh, there's just all kinds of detail in his artwork. And it's not like, you know, I've seen artists who are very detailed and, and because of that, their art can be very stilted and wooden and that you don't get that sense from Jeff Darrow at all. All right, let's move on to IDW. Just got one book from that group. That book is Transformers Last Bot Standing. Uh, again, issue number one. This was written by Nick Roche with art by EJ Sue. When the last stars flicker and fade... Who will be the only Cybertronian left? The planet Donict sits on the edge of the universe, far away from all the stars that are flickering and fading out one last time. It is a world on the precipice of revolution industrialization taking its first steps into the realms of the mechanical. And on the far edge of nowhere, a visitor arrives, and Donict will never be the same again. The war for Cybertron may be long over, but the war from Cybertron never ends. This is going to hit shops May 11th, and it's got a pretty hefty price, $5.99 for this book. And I picked it honestly because I just, I really want to get into a freaking Transformers book. And there was one uh, series that my friend, a uh, friend of the show, and he's also been on a few times, Harold, has has suggested to me, and I and I have been reading it, and I really enjoy it. The problem is that I'm finding with the Transformers is that many of them really look really quite similar as far as uh, the way they're colored, you know, their color schemes and, and whatnot. And so there were there are moments in the book where I just, I have no idea which robot is is which. 
And I think that's why, honestly, the original Transformers worked so well because those, those you know, you had the 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 Optimus Prime and Bumblebee and um, God, why can't I remember any of their freaking names? But they all looked so different that it was whoa, Jazz. There, I just remembered a name. They all looked so different that it was fairly easy to tell them apart. And uh, I don't really, I don't really, I didn't find that so far with this series that uh, Harold. Um, suggested. And I, I'm going to keep trying on it because I think the writing was really excellent and uh, the story was a lot of fun and the art was pretty good. But this one here, I think it sounds pretty interesting. It, it makes me think of like a uh, a post-apocalyptic type of situation in the Transformers world, except for this is just, you know, one lone robot on a planet where there are no robots, I guess. I don't know. Looks fun. Um, so it is one I would like to give a try. Let's uh, shoot over to Boom. Got one comic from Boom that I would like to try out in May, and that is Grim. Again, issue number one. This is written by Stephanie Phillips with art by Flaviano. I think I pronounced that correctly. Jessica Haro is dead, but her journey has only just begun. Discover the world of the afterlife where Jessica has been recruited as a reaper, tasked with ferrying countless souls to their final destination. But unlike the rest of the Reapers, she has no memory of what killed her and put her into this predicament. In order to unravel the mystery of her demise, she'll have to solve an even bigger one. Where is the actual Grim Reaper? So this is in shops May 11th, and it carries a price tag of $3.99. And I just find the the, the idea here uh, fairly interesting. Um a reaper who has to solve, I guess, her own murder uh, and find out where the boss is. Basically, I think I think that sounds that sounds interesting enough that I would read the first issue and see where to where I would go from there. All right, so that's everything uh, but the big two. So let's do the big two. Uh, I've got two issues from Marvel and uh, a number of issues from DC, which. Is so weird. I have always been a Marvel guy, and uh, it just seems like within the last couple years, even the last year, I've just been way more into DC for run, 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 run away, one reason or another. All right, so the first one out of Marvel I'm looking at is New Fantastic Four, issue number one. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna keep, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep saying issue number one. That's just, that's just how it's got to be. This was written by Peter David with art by Alan Robinson. Spider-Man, Ghost Rider, Wolverine, Hulk. When these unlikely heroes first banded together to become the new Fantastic Four, they made Marvel history. Now this fan-favorite team returns in an all-new adventure written by Peter David. Set shortly after the events of the group's first appearance, brace yourself for a wild ride and guest stars aplenty, including the original Fantastic Four, plus... A series of mystery villains that you'll never see coming. So <laughs> this will be in shops on May 25th. Carries a price tag of $4.99. Uh, yeah, I would pick this up primarily for nostalgia reasons. Um, back in the very early 90s during uh, Walt Simonson's run, I believe, on Fantastic Four, they did these three issues with art by Art Adams in which, uh, well, I'm not going to give you the whole the, the whole story, but the the something happens so that Spider-Man, the Hulk, Ghost Rider, and Wolverine have to ultimately pull the Fantastic Four's bacon out of the fire. And 
while they don't officially become the Fantastic Four, they don't wear the suits and all that junk. It's it's it was kind of a fun. Hey, this is a new Fantastic Four for for three issues, and it was a really fun scroll filled three issues. And there were monsters and, and junk like that. And it's the Gray Hulk, the Joe Fix It Hulk. And uh, I have no idea what this book is going to look like on the inside, but I would I would get this primarily because I enjoyed those three issues in the '90s so much that. I would I would give this thing a chance. And frankly, that's kind of the same reason I'm uh, picking our second issue for Marvel Comics, Spider-Man 2099, Exodus, number one, written by Steve Orlando with art by Dave Wachter, which uh, reminds me, no, that's the, the, I didn't pick this because of nostalgic reasons. I picked this primarily because it was, uh, we got art by Dave Wachter, big, huge, giant fan. Of Dave Walker. All right. Introducing the Winter Soldier of 2099. After a massive celestial body crashes into the wastelands outside of Nueva York, a new Garden of Eden erupts from the crash site, offering unimaginable power. And it's just not the Cabal who is hungry to control the Garden. Everyone's got something to gain from paradise, including... Winter Soldier 13. Salvaged from the black market as a child, the Winter Soldier, raised on mad science, is bent on vengeance and rebirth. But what truly lies within the garden? This uh, this lands May 11th with a suggested retail price of $3.99. Yeah, again, Dave Walker. Sole purpose, I would get this book. And uh, I remember being a big fan of Spider-Man 2999999999. I remember really kind of enjoying all the 2099 books. Um and I keep meaning to go back and, and read uh some of them on Marvel Unlimited, but with so much available to read, it it's it sometimes gets overwhelming and and things get missed. All right, so that was Marvel, and we will wrap it up with our our or my picks from DC. We're going to start with Batman Fortress, number one, written by Gary Whitta, with art by Derek Robertson. When an unknown alien ship enters Earth's atmosphere, disrupting global power and communications and plunging the planet into chaos, the world is left wondering, where is Superman when he is needed most? In the mysterious absence of the last son of Krypton, Batman must rally the rest of the Justice League to counter the alien threat. But first... He must quell a crime wave on the blacked out streets of Gotham. Um, oh, there's a little more. Gary Whitta, who did a Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and Derek Robertson, mostly made famous by the boys, have joined forces to tell a brutal and shocking adventure that will turn everything you think you know about Superman upside down. So <laughs> this will be in shops on May 24th. Uh, for three ninety nine, yeah, this just sounds like fun. Uh, it sounds like it's another one of these um, Elseworlds kind of titles. It doesn't. It's not part of the main DCU. Uh, I'm assuming. I'm just guessing at this point. I don't know, but it sounds like uh, you know, like the the start of the apocalypse, basically, and uh, how Batman is going to deal with that. Next up is Jurassic League number one, written by Daniel Warren Johnson, with art by Juan Gideon. You know the story. An infant escapes the destruction of its home planet and is deposited on Earth to be raised by human parents. A goddess from a lost city defends truth. A Tyrannosaurus Rex dons the visage of a bat 
to strike fear into evildoers' hearts. This heroic trinity, alongside a league of other superpowered dinosaurs, join forces to save a prehistoric Earth from the sinister machinations of Darkseid. Wait, what? Okay, maybe you don't know the whole story, so join us and bear witness to a brand new yet older-than-time adventure and experience the Justice League as you have never seen them before. <laughs> so this will be in shops on May 10th with a uh, price tag of $3.99. So first of all, Daniel Warren Johnson, boom, I'm all over it. Uh, he unfortunately is not doing the art on this book. That's okay. The art looks phenomenal. Plus it's dinosaurs as the Justice League. And uh, I think my favorite part of the uh, the the solicitation here is a Tyrannosaurus Rex dons the visage of a bat to strike fear into evildoers' hearts. So apparently in this world at this time, a Tyrannosaurus Rex is not as scary as a bat. I think that's very funny. I, I would definitely, uh, I'm definitely going to check this one out. This this might be one I, I may actually purchase, just maybe. Next up is a no-brainer, DC versus Vampire Hunters, number one, written by Matthew Rosenberg with art by Neil Googe, a blood-soaked one-shot tale of vampire violence. The son of Batman, after years of training to be an assassin, is on a path toward utter destruction of the vampire race. Enter Damian Wayne, a vampire hunter. This is in shops May 24th with a price tag of $3.99. So I'm not all that familiar. Uh, the name Neil Googe, the, the artist, I'm not, it doesn't ring any bells. I don't know what he may have done before this. And so I have no idea what the interiors are going to look like, but... Matthew Rosenberg is writing this one shot, and uh, he is one of the co-writers of the original 12-issue series, which at this point, of course, has yet to end. So uh, yeah, yeah, got to check that one out. Just got to. Next up from DC is Danger Street number one, written by Tom King with art and cover by Jorge Fornes. And I really hope I pronounced that correctly. I really should have looked it up first. Uh, anyway, joining the Justice League is a goal for any superhero. But what happens when a quest for membership takes a sinister turn? Join Starman, Metamorpho, and Warlord as they look to prove themselves worthy by summoning and defeating Darkseid in battle. Soon they'll learn that calling upon a new god never ends well, and their world is headed for a crisis as a result. The journey to save the day will be a treacherous one filled with princesses, knights, and all kinds of monsters. Each person the heroes encounter plays a crucial role in this sprawling yet gripping narrative that is a little bit silly, a whole lot dark, and completely cool. Expect the unexpected with a supporting cast featuring Manhunter, Lady Cop, the Green Team, and the Creeper. Inspired by the heroes and villains of First Issue Special, Tom King and Jorge Fornes return for an unforgettable maxi series that reimagines the characters and their stories. A multi-character, multi-layered crime drama starring some of DC's most obscure creations. No one will see it coming, but everyone will want to see where it goes. All right, this will be in shops on May 3rd with a price tag of $4.99. And this is a black label book, so it's it's not in canon. But um, I have been enjoying the crap out of Tom King's Human Target. And uh, I feel like there was something else from Tom King I had read that I really enjoyed. Tom King, I find, is a bit hit and miss for me because I tried reading his Mr. Miracle book and it really didn't do anything for me. 
I started his uh, Rorschach book and was really enjoying that. And I am struggling to find a reason why I didn't finish it because it's there on the DC Universe app. Uh, and I, I slightly enjoyed uh, what of his Batman run I read. He also did Vision for Marvel, which I thought was all right. But I'm enjoying Human Target so much that I'm going to give him another chance with this one because I think it sounds great. I'm not familiar with a lot of these heroes. Uh, I I know of the um, first issue special run of books from back when Jack Kirby left Marvel for DC. I think he did a lot of those issues. I don't know the story behind that series, but I feel like somebody over at DC, I'm, I'm trying to remember who I heard this from, but I feel like somebody over at DC had said that nothing sells more than, than an issue than a number one issue. So let's just do a whole series of books that are all number one issues. And they introduced folks like uh, apparently the lady cop and a group called the outsiders and warlord and metamorpho and, 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 and those kinds of characters. And, and uh, I think this could be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm, this is a book I, I actually am, am really looking forward to and probably will pick it up the day it becomes available. Next up from DC, we have Justice League Road to Dark Crisis one shot. This was written by various people and art by various people. Uh, matter of fact, they list everybody that wrote it. I'm not going to I'm not going to get into that, but the Justice League has tragically fallen in battle and now we see the aftermath. How does the world react to the Justice League being gone? Which heroes rise up and which villains try to take advantage? And what dark forces are lying in wait to attack. An all-star roster of DC talent showcases a world without a Justice League and sets the stage for next month's Dark Crisis event. So I guess that means Dark Crisis is coming out in June. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm will eventually read Dark Crisis. I mean, to be honest, most of these books that I'm picking, I will have to wait six months until they come out on the DC Infinite Universe app. But I'm I'm interested uh, in the DC Universe as it stands now, or at least as it stands six months ago, because that's where I'm at on the on the app. And so uh, I'm I'm down for another crisis. I'm not crisised out. And uh, so far, some of the stuff I've been reading by Joshua Williams, who's kind of spearheading the whole thing, I've I've been enjoying. So uh, we'll see we'll see uh, how I feel about them once I start reading them. This is one of those books, however, you know, it's like, you feel like you got to pick it up. I don't know if I mentioned it. It hits stands on May 31st with the price tag of $5.99. Some of these books can be really good and be kind of essential reading that, 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 you know, you need to read this before the event starts. And some of it is more like, here is kind of some small setup for the event, but also here is set up for all the various books that will tie into the event, you know, like what's going on in Batman and what's going on in Superman and, and all that stuff. And the fact that there are so all these, you know, a bunch of different writers and a bunch of different artists just makes me feel that this is one of these books that uh, you may get a bit of it that'll set up what the Dark Crisis is going to be and get you ready for Dark Crisis issue number one. Uh, but mostly it's going to set up where the heroes are in their own books when Dark Crisis starts. All right, last up for DC. This is not a first issue book. This is Fables issue number 151. Let me 
give you all the stuff about it, and then I will explain why I chose it. So this is written by Bill Willingham with art by Mark Buckingham and Steve Leohoya. I'm not I'm not sure. I, again, I should have looked these up. I feel I feel pretty bad for not doing that. I, I, I try to whenever I'm reading the credits of a book on these episodes, I try to beforehand find uh, stuff on YouTube or in podcasts where they're being interviewed so I can hear the pronunciations of their names. And so I can get it correctly. And I failed to do that this episode, so I apologize. Just in time for the 20th anniversary of its launch, the acclaimed blockbuster that defined an era of vertigo returns with an all-new 12-issue story. The Black Forest, a tale that picks up right where Fables 150 left off, providing a new entry point into the world of Fabletown. The dust has barely settled from the climactic battle between Tottenkinder and Cinderella, and everything is far from happily ever after. A legendary new adversary has arrived, and he plans to get even with Geppetto for the mess that has been made of Manhattan. But it's a new day, and with it, a new Jack in the Green has arrived in the Black Forest. And within the emergency room of a New York hospital, a fable long thought dead returns. So uh, this will hit stores May 17th and has a suggested retail price of $3.99. All right. So I will be honest with you. This is one of my blind spots. Uh, you know, the, the question is asked every once in a while, what are some of your comic book blind spots? Like, what are some of the big books that you just never read for whatever reason? And Fables is one of them. It had, it had really gotten into gear by the time I had gotten back into comics, uh, you know, it was like 25, 26, maybe even 30, 40, 50 issues in. I don't quite remember when I started reading books again. And, and of course, everybody on the podcasts were talking about how great it was. And I just never really had a chance to, to get into it, you know, because that meant going back and trying to find all the back issues or the trades. And I, I couldn't afford to do stuff like that. So I, I never read it. And it's something that I've always wanted to read. But again, I'm not made of money, right? I don't have money growing out my feet. I wish I did, but I don't. So I can't read everything that I want to read, which is why I join stuff like Marvel Unlimited and DC uh, Infinite Universe and, you know, those apps where you don't actually own any of the books, but you can read everything that's on there. And Fables is not currently on the DC Infinite Universe app because it is a Vertigo book. And uh, I believe they didn't put any Vertigo books over there. But now that it's coming out here uh, with a, with an issue 151 and it's listed on the cover as a black label book, and they do put black label books on the DC Infinite Universe app, or maybe it's DC Universe Infinite. I don't know. Anyway, maybe that will uh, have, you know, give them reason to rebrand the first 150 issues as black label and stick those up on the site so or on the app so I can read them at that point. Because the issues, they are digitized. They have the the trades available through Comixology. And in fact, uh, looking at it right now, it looks like the first trade is available uh, for me to read for free through Comixology Unlimited. So I have just added that to my queue. So I'll give that a chance at some point. But uh, those are the books that are coming out in May that I would love to check out. What about you? Do you got any particular books in May that you're looking forward to? Why don't you send me an email? Just another fanboy at gmail.com. And maybe I'll read it out on the show. Speaking of which, it's time for listeners feedback. 
That's right, folks. I have some listeners' feedback to share this week. And it comes from Andre, who writes, Hey, Stephen. Andre here. We interacted a bit on Twitter. I don't know if you remember me. Anyway, I love your show and was really happy to see you had an episode about the changes on Comixology. I agree with pretty much everything you said, especially the fact that we can probably expect Kindle to become Amazon's official e-reader for comics at some point, meaning that Comixology will go away completely, unfortunately. I'd like to add two things to my conversation, if I may. First, I wanted to point out what I thought was, in my opinion, a positive addition to Comixology's reading experience. You can now choose to center the image when you turn your tablet sideways into landscape mode. This is especially good to view double-page spreads and comics that are not American format, like most European titles and Love and Rockets, for example. Secondly, I wanted to offer a bit of an international perspective, since I don't live in the USA. I actually lost access to titles that were available on Comixology, but not my local Amazon. It seems that some titles are making their way to the Amazon digital store, but not everything. I think Major Bummer, for example, got lost in the transition for American readers as well. Finally, I wanted to share a couple of alternative services I found out about due to this change. One of them is, of course, the publisher-owned services. A lot of publishers, like IDW and Dynamite, for instance, have their own apps or other ways to access their titles. Some of them even offer DRM-free copies, like Rebellion, a UK publisher. And if you're interested in European comics, you can try Isneo. I don't know if I pronounced that right. They have a bunch of titles, including the Valerian Complete Collection by Cinebook, which I started on Comixology, but now is not available on my local Amazon digitally. Their prices are in euros, though, so watch the exchange rate. Humble Bumble also has DRM-free comics. Right now, they have an Image Comics bundle and an Oni Press one as well, and I recently got the Rebellion one there. These are great, not only because you can get a bunch of comics for a bargain, but they also help a charity. I guess that's it. I just wanted to offer my two cents. Thanks for all the great shows. Keep them coming. Andre signing out. Well, first of all, Andre, thanks for the email. I really appreciate it. I mean, you're the first, I believe, uh, since I, well, no, you are the first since I got just another fanboy at gmail.com working again and have been asking for emails. And of course, I remember you, uh, for the folks at home, Andre actually retweets every tweet I put up about Just Another Fanboy, and I think that's pretty awesome. Uh, now, here's the thing about your email. I don't understand why Amazon would not offer the same books that Comixology offered, wherever Comixology did. I mean, it just I just don't understand Amazon's thinking behind this at this point. They knew that this change was coming. You know, I get that maybe on Amazon... I know that Amazon has different stores in different countries, uh, but they knew this change was coming. They knew they were merging everything. They knew that uh, folks in one country were reading books through Comixology that they couldn't get through the Amazon digital store. So I just don't understand why they didn't account for that. It just doesn't make any sense. And frankly, although it doesn't affect me in any way, it pisses me off. I think it's it's just, it was a, it's a huge oversight and... Uh, it just angers me that they that they didn't address that they did they didn't they didn't have the foresight or if they did they just didn't give a crap which 
never makes sense to me. I think somebody that I talked to online recently mentioned that they were in Canada and the DC app that I use, the DC Universe Infinite Universe thing, is not available in Canada. And that that just doesn't make sense. Why would you cut off an entire country of potential revenue? It just, it doesn't make any sense to me. And Andre, I am pissed off for you. I, I really am. I think that is that is a, a raw deal. I think it's, it's stupid and it, it just makes no sense to me at all. Um, the humble bumble thing. I have, I've never actually bought anything from a humble bumble. Uh, but I keep saying bumble, don't I humble bundle, the humble bundle. I just keep thinking of the, 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 the bumble from, uh, Rudolph the red nosed reindeer. Anyway, I've, I've never bought anything from those. Uh, I keep meaning to, uh, I believe somebody said that I would still be able to read those comics through my Comicsology app, but I, I don't know if that's true or not. I think that's the only thing that stopped me from getting books from the the Humble Bundles. But uh, I don't know, maybe somebody can school me. And uh, one of the comics that you mentioned there, the Valerian Collection, did jump out at me. I have heard of that before. I've never read it. And uh, I immediately went over to the Comicsology store in, on Amazon to uh, give it a look-see and uh, their collections have so much front matter that you can't get to the to, to preview the actual comic. All you're getting is just the front matter. But they are available on Hoopla, which is the digital service that allows me to uh, use my library card to check out comics digitally. I only get five books a month. Uh, and currently I'm in the middle of reading The Walking Dead. So once I'm done with The Walking Dead, I may go back or I may go in and, and check out that. Valerian collection, or or I might have to use it to read fables. I don't I don't know. So much to read, so much to read, so little time. Anyway, that's it, my friends. This has been episode number two forty four of Just Another Fanboy. I want to thank Andre again for sending me that email. Uh, if anybody else, you know, you want me to read it out on the show, if we want to make listeners' feedback a regular thing, start sending me emails. It's Just Another Fanboy at gmail.com. I also encourage you to subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review if the podcasting service you use to listen to podcasts offers that review thing. Like Apple Podcasts, they do. So if you, if you, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm freaking out. If you listen to podcasts through Apple Podcasts, I sure would appreciate a five, four, even a three-star review. Just uh, tap the stars. That's all you got to do. And here's the thing, folks, if you never want to miss an episode, I do urge you to subscribe to my newsletter and you can get to that at list.justanotherfanboy.com. It's a sub stack, but it's totally free. And each and every episode that I do is going to get sent directly to your inbox. The theme song for the episode was written and performed by Derek Nybarger of Atomic Zombie Records. Find more of his music at atomiczombierecords.bandcamp.com. And actually, you know what? I hope nobody's left yet because there was something I meant to announce at the beginning of the show and I completely forgot. Uh, I'll have to remember to include it in, in Thursday's show as well. I'm making an attempt to start a new podcast with fellow podcaster Ed Moore in which uh, we're going to read as many Superman comics as we are able to starting from the very beginning with Action Comics issue number one. And we're going to get together Monday night, the 21st at 7 p.m. Central Time to start recording. We're going to try to record three or four episodes. Did I say episodes? We're going to try to record three to four episodes 
and we're going to live stream the whole thing. So if you want to jump onto that and watch us try to put a podcast together, then uh, join us over there. It's it's You can find it over at the Just Another Fanboy YouTube channel. That's where we will be live streaming it Monday, March 21st, 7 p.m. Central. I'll put a link in the show notes. Anyway, the, the podcast that, that we're trying to create is going to be called The Superman Super Show. And again, we're going to try to read every Superman comic we can until we're just freaking tired of it, starting with Action Comics issue number one. Only the Superman stories. Anyway, a reminder, if you want to join in all the fun over at the Patreon, you can do so for as little as a dollar a month. And uh, you're going to get access to my other podcast, which is called My Other Podcast. And I talk about comics and stuff over there as well. And it releases every Friday. And in most cases, is only available to the folks over on my Patreon. Every once in a while, once every month or a couple of months or whatever, I may take one of the episodes and stick it up over here on the Just Another Fanboy feed. But in general, 90% of those episodes are only available. I'm really having a, a hard time communicating, folks. 90% of those episodes are only available to my patrons. So get on over there, patreon.com slash Stephen R or dollar a month, $12 a year. That's it. And hey, check us out over on the message boards, forum.justanotherfanboy.com. We need more people over there, folks. We're talking comics. We're talking TV. We're talking music and movies and books and all kinds of stuff. Heck, we got a freaking thread that got started about disc golf. Come on in and just join in on the fun. Be a part of it. I'm sad that you're missing out on all this fun over there. Forum.justanotherfanboy.com. Registration is free. This is not a paid service. You don't have to pay to do this. I'm not trying to get money out of you for this freaking thing. It's just good fun. That's all I'm asking for. And remember, all the links that I've used in the in the episode will be in the show notes. And with all that out of the way, join me back here on Thursday for another JAF Classic episode And uh, this week, I'm going back to November 8th. I think it's episode number 11 of the original run. But until then, my name is Steven, folks, and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. Bye-bye, Daddy. Bye-bye, Daddy. Good job. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.